0: Welcome in, everyone. Final Score podcast in a very busy week for Frederick County Sports. And uh, on this week's episode, we'll have uh, Paige Pahopin, the Ligonorn girls' soccer coach, on as as the Lancers prepare to play a state uh, semifinal on Saturday at 5 p.m. They'll do it on their own home field against uh, defending uh, state champion Northern Calvert. But boy, the Lancers are hardly alone. It's going to be an eventful weekend, and uh, here to talk about it all, are uh, my two colleagues in the in the sports department here, uh, John Cannon and uh, Joe Ferrara? Welcome, guys! And man, what a day Saturday is going to be! Uh, we have three soccer state semifinals in addition to Leganore. We have uh, the Middletown girls; they'll take on uh, unbeaten Rising Sun at noon Saturday at Montgomery Blair High School. That will be followed by a boys game uh, later that day at 5 p.m. as the Oakdale Boys, the defending state champs, right, Joe? Yes. Uh, they will take on Century at 5 p.m., uh, also at Montgomery Blair. Uh, we have State Cross Country at Hereford. Uh, the Urbana uh, Girls uh, and the Oakdale Boys will be, will be contenders to win uh, team titles at Hereford High School on Saturday. Uh, volleyball we have state quarterfinals on friday Uh, oakdale uh, the top seed in in class 2a takes on sparrow's point and uh, tuscarora will play at undefeated uh, northern calvert at 5 30 on friday the oakdale games at five uh, which precedes their football game at seven o'clock at oakdale against walkersville i mean we have the football playoffs Uh, eight of the ten public school teams are playing football playoff games this weekend and then the thing I wanted to get into first uh, here with you, John, is you—you uh, you covered uh, a couple of field hockey games this week. As uh, Oakdale and Urbana both advanced to the state final, it's the, it's the first time in memory, uh, really, uh, that we could think of, the two Frederick County teams have played in the Oak uh, have played in the state field hockey final in the same year. Uh, and these teams played throughout the season. They were close games. I believe the CMC title game was a. Was a one-goal game, and, uh, and, and, and 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 here we are with with two um, uh, state field hockey finals. Have I mean, have you have you, have you sort of seen uh, and could you anticipate a day like Saturday with all this activity going on?
1: No, no. I mean, um, Urbana—they're always tough, and the thing is, they've never made the state finals as good as they are every year. And Oakdale's been around for ten years, their program, and uh, this is the first time they've made the state tournament, and they ended up winning in overtime tonight. So uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think anybody saw this coming.
0: Well, what, what, what strikes you about Oakdale? I mean, they don't score a ton, but it seems like their defense is really top notch. Yeah,
1: and they they don't rely on any one player, so they they have a lot of diversity, and they just they play well across the board. I'll say this. I don't mean this as, as an insulting thing. They don't do anything great, but they do a lot of things really good, and that'll that'll take you a long way.
0: Watching them play uh, the, their their semifinal game, where where, where maybe they were didn't have the run of play they they were getting outplayed maybe a little bit but um but they were hanging in there and they were keeping their
1: opponent off the scoreboard did, did you get the did you get the sense they were going to win the game throughout um, not not until overtime and then when overtime came they actually kind of dominated and you know how overtime works they use less players it's a more wide open game and as their coach said they uh they run she says pretty much a mile every day in practice and their endurance or their stamina might have been a difference in that game they they might have had a little more in the tank uh, that late in the game than uh, than Parkside, the team they beat.
0: Yeah, Oakdale will face uh, Marriott's Ridge at 11 a.m. on Saturday at uh, Washington College in Chestertown. And then that game will be followed uh, immediately by Urbana, which has been sort of a juggernaut team all season. I mean, this has been their goal. that They they stated from the start that this is where they saw themselves at the end of the season, and they're they're going to get a chance, and they're going to take on a, Westmin- a very good Westminster team at 1:30. And uh, these teams have a little bit of
1: history here. Ur- Urbana beat Westminster a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and Urbana, they have confidence. They aren't cocky, but they have that confidence where they feel like they belong there. And and uh, they, uh, man, I think they have a good shot. I mean, they uh, this is one of the better teams they've had, and that's saying something because every year they have very good teams.
0: And, and, and they play top-notch uh, defense as well. It's, it's tough to score any goals uh, against Urbana, and, and they should have a real shot. Uh, to beat Westminster. We haven't
1: had a field hockey state champ since, what, the early 90s? 1993. Uh, yeah. Linganore was a co-champs. I don't remember who they were co-champs with, but they were, uh, that was the last uh, Frederick County team to win a field hockey title, state title.
0: Right. I mean, I guess, I guess this is hard to say, but do you sort of see a shift where the field hockey programs in the county are really growing, and, and maybe we'll start to see more more of
1: this? I mean, from, <laughs> from what you could tell from what coaches are saying and stuff, do, do you get that sense? Oh, sure. sure. And, um, you know, I mean, when a program has success like that, like, say, Oakdale now, this is the first time they made it, they're going to have so much more interest in that program, and girls are going to be more committed to it, and uh, you know it'll it'll be like a snowball effect, I would think. Yeah,
0: and in, in, in Joe Soccer uh, Oakdale, uh, you, you saw them dig out of a big hole. I did. Uh, in, yes. in, in, in the in the state uh, semifinals, or excuse me, the state uh, yeah uh, state quarterfinals. Yes. excuse me, uh, last week. Um, they, they were playing uh, Hereford right, and and they were down. Uh, we're playing North uh, Harford, North me, Harford. Excuse yes. me, North Harford, and they were down two. Uh, they were down two goals. Yep. They, they were down three to one. And how did Oakdale get back in that game?
2: You know what? You know they've. Uh, it's just that you know that belief that you know they're they're not going to lose. Uh, you know I think uh, I think that they were just thinking okay we we need one goal. You know if we need to work hard for, for that goal and if we could get it, we're, we got a chance to win and and um, you know the, the big thing is that they were able to do it quickly. you know when North Hartford went up three to one, I, th- I think it took Oakdale four minutes to get to you know to three two and, and th- that was their big goal and they kept pushing and once they got it, they pretty much owned. You know the the run of play, the possession. I mean, North Harford could not get out of its own um, its own uh, end of the field, and uh, Oakdale just pinned them in, pinned them in, kept pressuring, pressuring, and and eventually they got the equalizer.
0: Were you more surprised that Oakdale came back and won, or are you more surprised that they were in the hole to begin with?
2: Um, surprised equally on on both uh, on both counts. You know, this is an Oakdale team that had allowed going into that game five goals. All year, I mean, I was anticipating them, you know, doing what they did last year. I mean, they've got you know a handful of uh, you know pretty potent scorers, led by Riley Dager. But you know, generally, you know what they did last year, they they pretty much uh, did it on the shoulders of of their defense. Uh, you know, a lot of one nothing games. I, th- I think at one point they won four one nothing games in a row. And uh, I was expecting more of the same, and so so when they when they were down three one, I was like, you know, this this doesn't look good, you know, and uh, yeah, they, they they found it, and and and, uh, and now they're back in it, and I think uh, usually with, with these runs, it's it's a case where teams are going to have close calls, but it, it's that one close call they they get over it and. And and now and now and now uh, I think they're in a good good spot. Although Century, two years ago knocked um, knocked Middletown out of the uh, of the region playoffs, but beat them in the region final. So you know they're they're gonna have their hands full. But I'm I'm expecting uh, another uh, <laughs> uh, one nothing game, which is what they what they like to do.
0: Yeah, on the girls' side, we'll talk to Paige in a minute here about uh, Leganor and their game and and her team and. The season in-house, she was sort of uh, thrust into in, into her role as is the team's head coach. But but Middletown, speaking of defense, they're another team that really relies on their defense. Yep. They win a lot of close, uh, low-scoring games, and and they're great at doing it. I mean, that's sort of the story of their season, how well they've, they've played under pressure and, and in pressure situations, yet they repeatedly come through. I think they're like... Uh seven and two or eight and two now in, in, in one goal games this season. They beat uh Carver A and T in the state quarterfinals last week, of course, one nothing in overtime. So it's almost a situation where they're right at home in these pressure packed, low scoring uh games, and uh that they have a uh a shot to win states, but they also have a, a form formidable opponent on uh uh Saturday afternoon in ri- rising sun, uh eleven and no coming into the game. So can the Middletown girls Again, find that little touch, that scoring touch that they need uh, t- to win that game. Uh, cross country, uh, the uh, Oakdale boys and Urbana girls have dominated all season, so they'll. It's, it's a tough course at Hereford. Uh, they'll face some tough competition uh, for sure. But, but, but you have to think both of those uh, teams are uh, contenders. And then uh, in the in the football playoffs, um, uh, we we have two teams that are sort of emerging with real shots at winning state titles one is Katoctin, and, and that's not a surprise because i think we all like catocton before the season and thought they had a chance but the other team that has sort of stormed into the mix here in the second half of the season is middletown uh really struggled the block and and tackle along the line in, in the first half of the season but now uh they, they, they've made a few adjustments and are now playing as good a football as anyone in the state i mean they, they've won uh uh, six straight games, I believe, and and, and they're out really outscoring opponents. Uh, Joe, you you saw them th- throttle Walkersville uh, last week, so so Middletown suddenly is in the conversation here is is a potential two A champion, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and, and the running game, uh, you know, with Caden Fisher, and and you've alluded to to it a couple of times with uh, Reese Poffenbarger. You know, a lot of quick three strap. Uh, step drops yeah, it, get, it, it, get 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 rid of the ball quickly right also you know have the option to run but now on top of that you know they're 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 getting uh Caden Fisher involved and the, these past two games it's really given them a nice nice little dimension and more for for the opponent to worry about the you know, offensive line really you know gaining some confidence and now it, it's not just Reeves Poffenbarg who's going to beat him with his arm now opponents are going to have a lot more to worry about
1: how about their defense too? I mean, right. They held
2: Walker yep. a very good Walker's old team to seven points last
1: week. Is that right? Yep. And, and, and they
0: shut out Tuscarora, Tuscarora with like who,
1: Jordan Addison and, yeah. and
0: playmakers at Tuscarora. So I, I remember going into that Ligandor game. I think it was week uh, four, week five, and I thought Ligandor would, would would dominate them on the line of scrimmage and it would be a blowout game. It was sort of it was you were at that mm-hmm. game, John. It was mm-hmm. kind of heading in, heading in that direction, but then Middletown at halftime they really made that switch to their mm-hmm. quick hitting offense and and, and mm-hmm. instead of running the ball and, and trying to run the ball behind their line which is not the strength of their team they said hey let's sort of run the ball by doing uh these these short quick hitting passes and that sort of supplemented their running game and mm-hmm. and then they got back into that game they they tied that game against Lake or related and have been on a roll ever since so mm-hmm. so their season really uh changed at halftime in that Ligonier game it seems and, and and that's what they'll tell you. So mm-hmm. uh Middletown uh the, the top seed in the 2A West they will take on Seneca Valley on Friday. Uh Catoctin the top seed in the 1A West they will take on uh Southern Garrett on on Friday. Uh we have a couple of local matchups. Uh Oakdale and Walkersville uh will will meet again a, a couple of weeks after playing a a very close competitive game that was won by Oakdale. Uh, 23-20. to 20. That game was at, at Walkersville. This game will be at Oakdale. Again, it's the second half of that Friday doubleheader at Oakdale with the volleyball preceding it at 5 p.m. And also Frederick High in, in, in the playoffs for the first time since 2004. Uh, they will take on Ligonor. And uh, Brunswick uh, in the playoffs for the first time since 2012. They'll uh, take on Fort Hill. So Lots to dive into this weekend. I uh, know we'll, we'll all be busy, and, and 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 it'll be a struggle to to get all this stuff in the paper. Uh, it seems so.
1: At least we got golf out of the way. Oakdale, right? Was,
0: yeah. Golf. We have to we have to mention golf. Uh, uh, yep. Oakdale won the, the the team state championship in golf, and and and, and I believe uh, it was Ligandor that was that was, that was uh, right right there pushing mm-hmm. them, uh, but, and. And we in that tournament barely got finished before it got dark. I mean, with with the daylight savings and losing the hour of light, uh, that mm-hmm. tournament barely finished. But but yes, the Oakdale golf team prevailed. And John, you at you had a point. Um, I, I think Oakdale has played in a state final in just about every sport so far. <laughs> uh And, and then the school opened in twenty ten. So since then, every, every pretty much every team has played in it for, for mm-hmm. a state championship. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much. And uh, when we come back here on the Final Score, we will welcome on Paige Pahopin, the Ligonore girls soccer coach. Again, the Lancers are preparing to face defending state champion Northern Calvert on Saturday. Stay with us. At 5 p.m. Saturday at Ligonore High School, the Lancers girls soccer team will host a state semifinal against Northern Calvert. The teams are no strangers to one another, having met in a state semifinal in 2014. Uh, Northern Calvert is the defending class 3A champion, having defeated Thomas Johnson last year in the state final. And uh, the Northern Calvert team is 10-3 and 3 this season. Uh, Ligonor is 9-3-1. and 1. Uh, The coach of the Lancers is Paige Pahopin, and she is kind enough to join us in studio this, or, excuse me, 10-3-1. Thank 3 you, coach. Uh, a Correction right off the bat, but but thanks for being here. And what, 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 what does it mean to have this game on your home field? I mean, that must be a pretty nice thing for you guys.
3: Oh, yeah, it, feels great to have home field advantage on saturday i think that's definitely an advantage for us um obviously lingonore has hosted the state semifinals for years now right and whether or not we play we always host um but it's just a really great feeling and i know the girls are excited to play at home
0: yeah you avoid the long bus ride you don't have to show up at school and get everyone on the bus i mean sort of how does the routine differ having this game at home
3: so actually it's funny so the last two saturdays we've had them at tom and ray's family restaurant in damascus at 9 a.m okay so we're keeping that routine we will be at breakfast at 9 a.m on saturday morning at tom and ray's are
0: you a superstitious person do you, do you have to keep things the same all the time um,
3: i think the girls have actually gotten there yeah. two weeks ago they were a little complaining that i got them up out of bed um but my reasoning for it is to get them out of bed so they're not sleeping in until noon or one o'clock like,
0: like what time do you get them out of bed like how, how long do they sleep till?
3: Oh, gosh. Some of them tell me they sleep till 11 or noon. So i um, getting them out of bed. They all look like zombies. No, when no, but on what breakfast.
0: time has been that? What time have you gotten them together? Like nine, nine o'clock in the morning or like, like is that the time that you've for Call, breakfast? Y- right, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, Breakfast is at 9 o'clock.
0: Okay, so 9 that's, that's not incredibly. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's like, come on, you're not asking them to be there at like 7 or something like no, that. No, but so. they all complain about it. Right. Now, will you order the exact same thing? I mean, is, is the routine that regimented where you're like going to get the same thing, sit in the same seats at the restaurant? No,
3: no. We all sat in different seats. They actually had us in a different place in the restaurant. Um I've ordered the same thing because I'm just a regular person. I will stick to the same thing. Yeah,
0: you you, you order what you like. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and the girls, no, the girls didn't order the same things. Their pancakes are ginormous. So the girls that ordered that last time did not get it this time. So
0: okay, so the superst you're not that superstitious. No, we're no, Like no. everything has to be the same. Like every everything has to be. The napkin has to be folded a certain way. Yeah, and, no, and, and, and all that. I mean, so. we're
3: definitely a routine team, but I don't think we're superstitious.
0: Okay, got it. So you you guys are fine. Mix mixing things up. Uh, yeah. uh, every every once in a while. So. Northern Calvert, an excellent team. What what, what do you see when you've looked at them, maybe on film, or I don't know if you've had a chance to see them play?
3: So we did watch film on Monday. Um, I definitely think that they're going to be the hardest team we'll play if we beat them. I do see the state game being a less challenging game, but not to say that the other two teams aren't good, but... Northern being the defending state champs, um, I definitely think that they're going to come out with a vengeance and want to win the game.
0: What, what type of game do you think it'll be? What, what style do you think the game will take on? Will it Will be fast, fast-paced? Oh, uh, it'll be
3: a very fast-paced game. I know they usually play in a 4-3-3. I was told that he's a British coach, so that's usually the formation they play. Yeah. Um, they're a very endurance team. He doesn't make a lot of subs, so I think that's something that we're going to be prepared for, and we're just going to have to capitalize when they make mistakes
0: what's carried you guys to this point i mean what would you say has brought you to the state semifinals what sort of attributes would you credit that to
3: honestly i think it's them playing as a team on the field uh the last few games especially when it's come to playoffs they've played as a team there's not one superstar um they all give each other a chance to kind of shine so i honestly can't pick one mvp of that's, that's a good thing that. right? yeah oh i totally agree yeah
0: right how, how nerve-wracking was Saturday's game you're playing Hereford it, it, it's a one nothing game you guys scored in, in the first half so it wasn't like man are we gonna score a goal in this game i I think it was Sammy hayes that that cashed in a, a corner from um, from um, Bailey, ba- Bennett. Bailey Bailey Bennett so you so you scored early in the game but still one nothing uh, sounds pretty nerve-wracking
3: yeah it's definitely a dangerous lead it's something that we obviously have to keep high intensity the entire time um i always tell them once you score a goal game still zero zero you still got to be playing like you're losing you always have to play like you're losing
0: if i had never seen your team play before how would you and i said hey coach tell me about your team what would you say How how would you describe your team
3: oh man um
0: what would you say is the personality of the team
3: Person- oh my gosh they're a crazy bunch i don't they are a one-of-a-kind bunch that's really the only way to describe them
0: um, in, in what way
3: in the way in the sense that every day they are definitely the highlight of my day i come and i know this group's going to make me laugh they're a joking team when it comes to practice but they know when to be serious they know when it's game time it's time to grind they need to put everything they've got out on the field
0: so you you don't have to like uh, say, hey, you don't have to get them focused too often. They, they know how to do it th- naturally themselves. So th- they strike the right balance, it seems, between a g- being serious and, and getting the work done and, and also realizing that the sport's supposed to be fun and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, there's definitely been games where I've had to be like, hey, look, like the other team's looking like they went, like specifically the Tuscora playoff game. Um, at halftime, it was one to one. Tuscarora looked like they wanted it way more than we did. So at halftime, I just said, hey, like who wants it more? Right now, Tuscarora should be winning this game. Um, so we either step up and be our team, or we're going to lose the game. And they turned around and came at, back and played as a team, and we won.
0: How many times have you had to really yell at the girls? Or, or how, how many times have you gotten angry this season?
3: Angry? Uh, I mean, I think the girls can vouch for me. I don't really get angry at them. I mean, yeah. There was one game in the season that I was disappointed, which was the Urbana game. We just we goofed off during warm-ups. Um, we came out flat, and we just got beat. Um, we lost 3-0. They scored in probably the first 5-10 seconds of the game. And I think that um, was like a wake-up call to them. They realized that, hey, warm-ups are serious, and you're going to play like you practice.
0: Right. Well, what is, has what is it meant to you? I mean, you've been with this program for, for quite a while. Is is, is a Player uh, as an assistant coach, as a JV coach, what has it meant to you to to take a team to the state semifinals?
3: Honestly, I think it goes deeper than that. Being an alumni of the school, it's something that's like one of the greatest feelings to me. It's really cool. Like I still have a hard time even believing that we're here. Um, I know that I had a lot of people telling me, "Oh, can she even do it? Oh, she's a female. Oh, she's young." Like I just think that there's a lot of people out there that I'm proving wrong.
0: Right. I mean, of course, the program got good like really good after after you and graduated in 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 2012 right. so so you guys were sort of getting to that point you were you were getting better and, and then the team sort of takes off uh after you leave but but then you've been a part of that program so what's it like for you as an assistant to have been part of the success um over the program over the last what five years or so including the state championship season in 2017
3: um it's definitely been an honor to be a part of the team um I was really grateful when uh Howard Perman brought me on he originally I asked hey can I help you assist and then the opportunity presented itself to for a JV coach and I said yeah like I want it and he interviewed me gave me the position on the spot and I've been grateful ever since
0: what do you think it's meant to the girls uh, to, to have the results that they've gotten and, and, and to be playing in a state semifinal on Saturday?
3: Um, I think they're they're super excited. All um, oh, they keep telling me, I just want to make it to states, I just want to make it to states. Um, I know probably halfway through the season we had just lost to Middletown, and I think TJ was our next game, and I told them, hey, I'm not here to lose first round of playoffs. We need to play as a team, and – we need to work hard. And I think they've done that and it's their hard work is paying off.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys weren't necessarily expected to get this far. You you're sort of flying under the, uh, under the radar a little right. bit. So do, do, does it mean a little more to, to you and the girls that, that you've sort of proven some people wrong uh, this season?
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: Right. Well, what would you say are the strengths of the team uh, Paige?
3: Playing together as a team is definitely one of our strengths off the field. You might think, Oh, this team doesn't mesh, but when well, well, it, why, well, why? Um, I think it's just just a different group of girls. Like, there's a little bit of clickiness on the team, but as soon as they step on the field, it's as though they're all best friends. They all know, hey, we're here to win as a team, and they play as a team. Right.
0: How would you compare this to the state title team of 2017, which sort of also had the sort of the underdog uh, profile? I mean, you guys were under the radar that year. No one was expecting you to win states that year. Does this team sort of share characteristics of that team?
3: Um, in a way, 2017, all the girls mesh and they were all best friends with each other it wasn't like this year where off the field you have three or four groups that are friends and they don't sit together they're just they're separated um but in 2017 i think the girls meshed a lot better and you could tell they all had heart they were all stepping on the field as best friends and they all grew up playing together that was also a difference
0: right so without the perfect cohesion on this year's group what what why What? about them has made them come together so well to to get to this point do you think just why, why does it work cuz some teams they don't have to be as co- cohesive maybe maybe that's true for uh, for you guys this season
3: because i think they all have the same end goal they all know that they want to make it to states they all know that they have something to prove and they're doing it
0: right uh your leading scorer this year is uh Megan Moncurwin uh, yes. is, is that right tell tell us a little bit about Megan
3: uh Megan's a quirky girl um, I coached her as a freshman on JV, and that girl would just not stop talking. I think there was actually one game against Middletown that I taped her mouth because she would not stop talking. So we duct taped her.
0: Can you get away with that? Uh, in oh this yeah. Day and age? yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, it wasn't long. It was during warm ups She wouldn't stop talking. She did it. Um, we all laugh about it, but she's she's grown up a lot since she was a freshman. Um, but I think last year she kind of was brushed to the side and people didn't really give her credit and she didn't play much. But this year you put her on the field and she's determined to score.
0: Does her personality, does it rub off on the other girls? Does does it sort of help you guys in a way Her Um, her sort of outgoing nature?
3: In a way. Yeah. I mean, everyone just is constantly saying, go Megan. Like you need to score. You need to score. Like they all tell her before the game, Megan, you better score. This is on you, Megan. Um, And they all kind of rely on her to get the goal. Um, sometimes I think she gets carried away with herself and she tries to dribble through five defenders. She got it done one time. And now I think that she keeps trying to do that, but,
0: uh, some of your other leading scores might not be, uh, players that people know a lot about, uh, uh, Carmen, uh, Wilhelm and, um, and I lost the name here. Uh, Kayla Freeman, uh, too. Um, those aren't my players. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Coach, I'm off to a bad start. I got your record wrong at the start of the podcast. <laughs> And, and now I'm reading off the field hockey leaders and, and not the girls soccer leaders. Excuse me. Um, uh, Taylor, Taylor Ferguson, uh, is, is one of your leading scorers too. Uh, tell us about uh, Taylor.
3: Taylor is probably my all around best player. She's a senior. She's going to be big shoes to fill next year. Um, I think Mark and I both believe that if she's having a good game, the team's having a good game. She kind of is the heart of my team. Um, she amps everyone up she's great at pumping them all up to win the game and she's just she plays a major role on my team
0: yeah tell us about bailey too because bailey's been a big contributor for for you guys for a number of years now
3: oh yeah bailey she's an amazing player um i don't think people give her enough credit either she doesn't have a lot of goals but she contributes a lot in the games um yeah i mean
0: she comes through in the big moments like she did on saturday with, with that corner kick
3: right and she knows like after she scored her corner kick, how she bent it in, uh, the next game, all Hereford just kept saying, oh, it's going to go in, it's going to go in. So she knew, okay, well, I'm going to send it into one of my players so that they can head the ball in. She's a very smart player.
0: Right, and, and, and Sammy I came through with you for a big goal. Now, her older sister, Hannah, played at Ligonard, right?
3: Hannah did play at and Now she's one of the stars at Loyola. I think she just won uh, midfielder of the year.
0: Right, so how, how, how does sort of Sammy compare to, to Hannah having watched them both play? Um, Are they way different players or are they similar?
3: I think they're similar in a way. Um, Sammy needs to grow a lot as a player. I think she still has a little bit of immaturity that Hannah didn't have. Um, But I think if Sammy focuses and can outgrow it, then she could be what Hannah is. right.
0: Who are some of the unsung players on your team? Players that uh, do a lot for you, but maybe don't get the credit they deserve. I'll put you on the spot here.
3: Um, I think Carly Duda is one of my unsung heroes. She is my center back. She is captain of my defense. Um, she She's not a captain on the team, but she is the voice. Um, if she's not running my defense, my defense will shut down. She's always come in on big saves, uh, but... She really needs more recognition than she's getting.
0: Right. And and Carly's had uh, older siblings uh, come through the program uh, as well. So, right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And who else besides Carly uh, uh, that that does a lot but might not get a ton of credit?
3: Allison Gagney is another one. She's a really good defender, right? She is a very good defender. She hasn't had as much stats this year. I know she has, I think, a couple goals. Um, But – She's always saving our butt down the line. She's, we have her on our fastest players. So she's, she saved, I believe she saved our goal. Hereford would have scored, but she headed the ball out of the goal. Yeah, I think you, need, on a you, kick. Need, you need those yeah, so moments she, sometimes. She yeah. always comes in on moments that matter most. Right.
0: Uh, We're talking to uh, Paige Behopin, the uh, head coach of the uh, Ligonora girls soccer team, as the Lancers prepare to play in a state uh, semifinal on Saturday evening. What was Ligonora soccer like when you were playing there?
3: Ligonora soccer was a lot like it is now. Um, I loved high school soccer. They were some of my best friends. They were the girls that I hung out with in school. I don't know if the girls hang out as much in school now, but there have been teams in the past with me coaching that have been like that as well. Um, I, I can't say that I loved it more than club because club was just more of a mesh team you grew up with those girls, you're playing with them Linganore is somebody that you're playing with new players every single year because your seniors are always graduating and you have new freshmen coming in so that's what's a little bit different but Linganore soccer is one of a kind it's something that has always been close to my heart and something that I'm so blessed to come back and coach
0: and you were a central midfielder, right?
3: no, I was a wing midfielder or,
0: oh, oh, a wing midfielder yes Right, and and so, sort of how did how did the offense sort of uh, sort of run when when you were playing soccer at Ligonor? What do you mean? Like 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 what style of soccer did you play? It's identical to what you're playing now? It's or, identical, uh, yeah. Identical. So yes. right. So, uh, and your coach was uh, Howie uh, Putterman, right? Right. Uh, who who uh, who uh, was with the coach until a couple of years ago? He was until 17, I think that was his last season, right? 2017. Was right. His last uh, 2017, season. and it's, it's sort of interesting how you got uh, came into the job. We were talking about that before before we started recording here. You were, you were kind of just thrown into it, right? Uh, to tell us how you sort of came into this job.
3: Yeah, so uh, Mark Lastova was named head coach early on, and then I think about a week after tryouts, he stepped down due to a family emergency, and uh, I received a text saying that he had stepped down and then asking if I would take the position. Sonny texted me as well, and immediately I said, yes, I want it. Sonny's like, don't jump too soon. Make sure you think about it. I said, I've thought about it. I want it.
0: Well, well, why do you think Sonny said that to you?
3: Personally, I think he thinks I'm too young.
0: okay yeah and you and you're i believe 25 years old yes so so you're not you're not old by any stretch of the imagination but you're not super young uh, either so right what what were you thinking when mark stepped down
3: uh there were a lot of thoughts that were running through my head first i was pretty upset that he was stepping down because i know he's a great guy our coaching styles are a lot of like um whenever he said that he would be willing to stay on my first thoughts was yes i Wanted nothing more than for him to stay on. I don't even look at him as an assistant. I kind of look at him as a co-head coach. Anything that I'm thinking, I always run by him. 90% of the decisions I make, hey, I want to sub this girl in. Should we do this? What, should we, what changes should we make? And halftime talks are always with him before we walk over to the girls.
0: Right. And, and you were just suddenly thrust into this. What, what, when, when did Sonny sort of tell you, okay, the, the job is yours?
3: So, it's weird. I don't don't know if he ever directly told me. It was more...
0: Because here he is saying, caution, wait, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, and and then
3: he said, I'll get back to you and let you know what's going on, because we don't know what's going on yet. So, I waited like two days, and then we had a parent meeting, and that's when Mark said that he stepped down, and we kind of just told the parents I had the position. Sonny hadn't actually directly told me I had it, but after that meeting, we saw Nancy Dahl, who's the principal, at the end of it, and she said, hey, congratulations. So
0: Right, and what and went through your head there? Like all of a sudden you were now the head coach uh, unexpectedly of, of, of a very reputable varsity soccer program.
3: Yeah, um, I know I had big shoes to fill, obviously with Putterman winning states two years ago. Um, but I knew I had – I was going to grow. I was going to learn. I knew that this was going to be a big learning moment for me. And I think I've grown a lot as a coach. Um, I've had situations that I've had to deal with that I've never had to deal with in the past being JV coach. And I think be, getting over those obstacles has really helped me. And I'm really happy that I have the position. Right.
0: Well, what What do you think you've learned? What's the, what's the biggest thing you've learned so far?
3: Biggest thing I've learned is how to deal with parents. Okay. Um, you don't really experience that on JV because JV is more of a everyone plays type situation And I know I'm a very competitive coach. I'm here to take my team far and to win. And with that, I don't make a lot of substitutions. And obviously parents are going to have an issue with that because, hey, every parent thinks their kid's an all-star. And I totally understand that. But in my eyes, my best 11 are going to be on that field. And if I need to make subs, I will make subs as I see fit.
0: So, so what do you tell a parent that says, hey, my, my daughter's not not playing enough or, or has has an issue with something you're doing?
3: I actually I don't talk about playing time with parents. It's talked about in our parent-player meeting every year in the beginning of the season that we do not discuss playing time with parents. It's always taken up with the athlete. We're trying to advocate them as young women, and they need to come to the coach themselves. Hey, coach, what can I do to get better? What can I do to get more playing time? And I usually have a talk with them. I've had talks with several several players this year um some being attitude some being not working hard in practice and some being just needing to practice more um but that's how i handle
0: well, it. what what did you say at the parent meeting because you said you had a parent meeting and you weren't even sure at the time if you were the head so coach that right? i actually
3: yeah. didn't run that parent meeting okay. mark ran the okay. parent okay. meeting mark but ran it. it's yeah, yeah but it's been a rule in our handbook for years putterman even had that same rule and i've just held firm to that rule because i don't want Anybody to step on my toes, I don't want to think parents think, oh, okay, she's young, I can tr- get things out of her." And I just I won't do that.
0: Right. What what would be different, Paige, H- had you known you were going to have the job say over the summer or would would anything be different or what what if you were actually really prepared uh uh for for the opportunity and it wasn't just thrust upon you, would would would, it, would anything be different?
3: I don't mm, maybe a team selection would have been slightly different. Um I don't know if I would have made the same selection of the varsity squad, but that would have probably only been my only yeah. difference. I mean,
0: is there is there some value to be, having been thrown right into it? You don't have a lot of time to think about it, um, and you sort of it's sink or swim. You you have to do it or, or 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 you can't do it. Is there is there some value for that, or I mean, would it have been better to be to have a chance to actually prepare?
3: Um, I'm not sure. I would have really changed anything. The only thing that is really an obstacle in my life as I work down in Springfield, Virginia. So yeah. I have that commute back. Um, but I don't think that there really would have been much more preparing. I'm always prepared as a JV coach. So for me to really transition, wasn't much differently considering that I had coached most of the girls in the past.
0: Right. Uh, you guys are sort of good at doing this at Ligonora. I mean, Put- Putterman, Putterman walked away at the, at the last second, yeah. um, uh, a, a couple of years ago. Did, did, what sort of impact do you think that had on the team?
3: um, I think there was a lot of shock um, with Phil being thrown into the mix and then having a new – with Mark being head coach this year and then him stepping down and then me taking over. Like, you think about it, some of the girls had four head coaches in a season, essentially, or in two seasons. And I think that kind of – some it gets to. They're like, okay, let me prepare. Like, you want to play differently for every coach. You want to kind of target, like, what they look for. And there's some players that – they may say, okay, I'll play this position for this coach, but a different position for that coach.
0: Right. How, how did the girls respond to you uh, in, in the initial phase of, of you being the head coach?
3: They were all pretty excited. Um, they all came up and fist bumped me. Hey, Coach Page, like, what's going that's, on? That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the girls definitely respect me. Um, I've been around them all, and I think I was the only female coach my first year four years ago. And then I brought on Amy Matter, or Amy Rosensteele now um who was now the jv coach this year and i think having us both as like female coaches they all came to us a lot and they all look up to us
0: yeah i I was telling you i think it's important to have a female voice on 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 a staff especially of of, of a girl's team the girls have to have someone to relate to so that that voice is important right right yeah um what i mean what, what has been the biggest challenge um so far sort of sort of jumping on the moving train like like you did
3: Honestly, the biggest challenge is being a young female coach. People look at you and it's like, oh, okay, she's young. She doesn't know what she's doing. Um, you see, I'm what, one of two female coaches in Frederick County, that coach of our city squad, me and Heather Klein, who's at Middletown. Right. So you don't see a lot of female coaches in high school soccer. So it's definitely something that I've thought, okay, well, let me prove to them that I do know what I'm doing. I've played soccer my entire life. I coached for the last three years. So I think that's helped.
0: Right. I mean, coaching is obviously something you've set your sights on some time ago. I mean, because you've been doing it for for, for quite some time, as young as you are. When when did you realize that you wanted to be a head coach or a a coach of some sort?
3: So I tore my ACL in 2015. And I think that was my breaking point. I think that was, okay, you should Who were you playing for in 2015? So in high school, I got hurt... the Oakdale-Linganore game. I, had, I was diagnosed with three herniated discs in my lower back, and I thought I could not play soccer again. So I didn't play soccer in college for the first two years. I actually rehabbed. I worked out at Sarge Athletics, and I found, at the time, a small physical therapist, Josh Funk, who is the owner of Rehab to Perform. Right. Um, and he's like, I can get you back to playing. So I went to him for probably six to eight months. He introduced me to Zach Baker, who actually helped me rehab my back, they wouldn't clear me for college sports. They cleared me to play soccer again, but they wouldn't clear me for uh, sports. And, and where did you go to college? Mount St. Mary's. Okay. So I went and I got cleared from a different doctor, and I contacted the head coach at Mount St. Mary's. I said, hey, can I try out? He said, absolutely. Here's when practice starts. Um, I came out in the winter. I trained with them. I was the fastest. I was the strongest. And I came out proving all these girls, hey, I do deserve to be here. Um, first practice of the spring season i tore my acl going into a tackle first first practice first practice of season it was raining it was just was not meant
0: to be it was not meant to be i think somebody
3: was telling me hey your season's over and your career's over so um i was devastated Um, yeah
0: because you fought so hard to to get back
3: yeah the the trainer whenever she tested my knee she said oh you're fine it's just a sprained knee i went and got I was seen by my practitioner and she pulled one time on my knee. She said, you're done. Your your knee's torn. And then I got the MRI results back and they said my knee had actually been torn for a few years it, or partially torn. And then I just completely snapped it. So after that moment, I was like, I need to coach. I can't give up the sport. I want to be around the sport. Right.
0: So. Did you have another fight in you? Did, did you give thought to hey, saying get, get, getting back on the long road to, to, to recovery?
3: I did. Whenever I rehabbed with Zach Baker at rehab to perform, um, I was back in six months, and I was my goal was to get back for the senior game. Um, I was practicing. I was warming up, and then my knee swelled. i had fluid in my knee, and I was like, you know what? I, I can't even do that. So that's right. what made me. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna coach.
0: Yeah, but but you're but you're so determined, I mean, that's the only way you could do it. Like when, when someone told, told you your soccer days are yeah. over, what, what did that ignite in you? I mean, how, how did that, how did that make you feel when, when someone basically comes up to you and said, you're done?
3: <laughs> I was devastated. Um, I relied on soccer a lot growing up. It was definitely something that took my mind off everything off school, off just life, off family, whatever it may be. Whenever I stepped on a soccer field, nothing else mattered. All that mattered was that I was doing something that I loved. And when somebody takes that away from you, it's kind of like, okay, well, what do I do now?
0: Right. Yeah. Because the, 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 I'm uh, specifically speaking about the back injury that, that you were that you came back from. When when someone said you're done, your your career's over. I mean, what was going through your, I mean, what was going through your head at the
3: time? I kind of accepted it. It kind of took me working out, and I was explaining Sarge to Sarge, who owns Sarge Athletics. Um, what was going on and he was like hey well like have you tried physical therapy and I did I tried physical therapy I can't remember where I went at the time point performance or something I don't know but I kind of gave up on physical therapist I was like my back's done I can't do it anymore my back constantly hurt every single day I could only limit to myself doing certain workouts and he's like go see this physical therapist he's young he's trying to start up his business just go to him give him a shot so I did. Um, I definitely fought him. I'm a very stubborn person. And I was like, you can't get me back. You can't get me back. And he was determined to get me back. And he did.
0: When when, when did you start believing uh, in, in him, in 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 Josh?
3: Um, Kind of the moment that he was pushing me to be the athlete that I didn't think I could be. He was constantly pushing me to go farther to the point where, like, the exercises he was making me do hurt so bad that I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he's like, yes, you can yes, you can. You have to do it. He's like, do you want to get better? And I think he was definitely my biggest advocate for getting back to sports.
0: So so was the coaching thing always on your mind or did it not really occur to you until you realized you were done playing and then you needed another avenue to stay in the sport?
3: Coaching never occurred to me until they told me I could no longer play and that my knee was torn.
0: Right and did you, and your your brain immediately went to i i i need to be a coach any any I, I need to did you did you think you could be a coach
3: i honestly i did um i love kids and i think the most rewarding thing for me is teaching kids what i know and watching them have the same passion that i do
0: right So, so what was your approach when you said, okay, I want to get into coaching? Were were you immediately setting your sights on Ligonor or were you just looking for the first available opportunity? Or what was your sort of plan of attack when when you were going into this coaching opportunity?
3: My sights were always Ligonor. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is we had so many rivals, and I didn't want Oakdale. I didn't want Urbana. I didn't want to be anywhere but home. Lingenor is home and always will be.
0: Right. And and, and how did the opportunity sort of come about with with the JV team uh, there?
3: Um, I reached out to Putterman, and I said, hey, can I come on as an assistant? He said, sure. I think we met at Starbucks. Um, and things were going on in the school system. And then it just so happened that the JV position was opening and he asked me if I would apply for it. I said, yes. So it was against me and I think a parent that applied for it. And then he, I don't know if he ended up showing up for his interview, but, um, I went and interviewed with Putterman at Tuscora and he gave me the job on the spot.
0: Right. So, so the, so the timing worked out for you really well too, because you could have been looking for a job, uh for for a while so right i mean
3: i would have gladly accepted assistant varsity with him and just stood on the side with him and helped him with varsity instead of even being with jv
0: right so this so, so, right so you were you were going to be on staff in some capacity no matter what just right. to, just to, just so happened that the jv opportunity um, came about right away, and, and you couldn't see yourself coaching at another school. You, you, you couldn't. I'm definitely not Urbana or Oakville or, no. or anything like that. But no, like, no, like no, say no. it was like a neutral school, like a Frederick or a Middletown or something like that, or a more neutral school.
3: Um, I think if the opportunity presented itself, I think I it would be something I would consider. I don't know if I could full heartedly do it. I have a good bond with the girls, but it's not like I can't bond with girls at any other school. Um, there was a point in the beginning of this summer where the TJ coach had asked me at the playoff game last year where we they beat us and he said hey if, if you want you can come coach with me next year because there might be a position open and immediately I was like you know okay I'll keep my avenues open and I was getting ready to text him in the beginning of summer and uh, Mark reached out to me and he said hey will you be my JV coach and I thought about it went to meet with him and we clicked so quickly that there was no hesitation
0: right and, and did you have any sense that mark might have to step down Did he did he tell you that, that hey my family's dealing with some health issues I, that i may not be able to make this work or like i said was it, was it just a total shock when, when when it happened
3: it was a complete blind side um i definitely that whole day i was at work and i i don't think i got anything done at work that day i was just in complete shock my immediate was to call my assistant Amy Rosensteel and say oh my gosh Mark just stepped down they're asking me to be head coach my first thought is will you be JV and she said yeah I'll do it if I have to do it I will do it and that was our biggest struggle Amy and I have always been a strong team Um, we coached JV together for two years and we just we go great together and
0: yeah, because these decisions have ripple effects. I mean, cause right. the, the JV program's affected. Just it, it goes on and, uh, up and down, uh, up and down the line. Has coaching been harder or easier than you expected it to be? Uh, just over your course of the the five or so years that you've done it.
3: Um, honestly, this has been the easiest and best year that I've coached. It's something that I look forward to doing every single day. Like I'm like, okay, when's work over? I want to go to practice. Okay, when's work over? I want to go to the game like it's something that I just want to be at I want to be around the girls and I love being around soccer
0: right what's your day like Cause like you say you work in uh Virginia so you have to sort of uh set up your schedule to where you could get to practice on time and stuff like that oh
3: yeah I definitely have long days I get up at four thirty I try to get get to work at six and then I leave around three to get to practice by four forty five so it's and, a long commute, and, and long
0: what, day. What's traffic like on your on your commute?
3: Oh man, uh, I leave early enough in the morning where it's just a straight drive. It's an hour, and then on the way home it can be between an hour and a half, two hours, depending.
0: Are, are I mean, are you ever late to practice just because because no. tra- traffic? Yeah, I've never been late to practice. Never. never uh, is that remarkable given how bad traffic can get on on that on that trek? <laughs> a
3: little bit. I've definitely given heads up to Mark like, hey, I might be a couple minutes late, but I always somehow end up being. Right on time.
0: Right. Do, do you leave uh, your house at four thirty in the morning because you have to because the traffic? I mean, is that intentionally to beat the traffic or?
3: So I leave my house at five, and it is intentional or, to beat the traffic. If I get if I leave my house any later than five thirty, I'm screwed. It'll take me an hour and a half to get to work.
0: Right. So. Um the the playoffs uh, under this new format they're a bit spread out. I mean I mean you played you haven't played since last Saturday. You're, it'll be a week before before you play another game and then maybe another week before you play the state semifinal. Just with this new format do you like the new format a and is, is it sort of hurtful that it's the games are so spread out?
3: Um I wouldn't necessarily say it's so hurtful. It definitely helps being able to play in games closer together, but we've had film on monday with some practice we've been practicing every day and i think it helps to give like a lighter practice towards the end of the week and to get the girls minds ready for the game and i don't know if it would really make a difference the girls are still preparing all week long and I think we'll be ready for Saturday.
0: Do you like the new playoff format with with this reseeding after after the region? And, and, and they've shortened the regional playoffs. It used to be you win the region, you go straight into the state semifinals. Now they've added this state quarterfinal layer to it with, with the reseeding. Do you like it?
3: I'm not sure I can answer that until after the season. Why is that? Um. Well, it's different. We get reseeded. uh when we could potentially have home field advantage for longer. Yes, we got first place, so we happen to have home field advantage for the entire time. Um, Obviously, if we win semis, it's at a neutral zone, but I don't don't know if I like it. We'll see.
0: Do do you feel like the regional component of it, being a regional champion, has been cheapened in some way because you you don't have to win as many games? There's not as many teams uh, in your region one or region two of uh, whatever section you fall in.
3: So I don't know. Um, yes and no. Um, yes in the sense that you're not playing as broad of a spectrum of teams, but thinking about it, getting reseated, I think you're preparing yourself more for states, which is the whole point of it. Region finals, yes, get past it, win. Okay, move on, it's done. Now we need to prepare for states, and I think playing harder teams and getting a taste of like the different regions, it helps. It helps us prepare, and like I said earlier – this Saturday will probably be our hardest game.
0: Right. What will your message be? I mean, here we are, the state semifinals, 5 o'clock on your your home field, the season's a success, win or lose, because you've won this many games and gotten this far. What will your message be to your girls?
3: It was a hard-fought season, regardless if we win or lose. I'm super proud of the girls. We made it this far, and people didn't think we'd make it this far, and looking back on it, there's nothing to be upset about.
0: Paige, uh, thanks for coming in. My apologies for the for the screw up. I was reading re, reading up no the field problem. hockey players and and the record too. I, I shortchanged uh, a, a win. So, I uh, wish you the best of luck on uh, Saturday. And uh, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Uh, my thanks to uh, Graham Cullen. Uh, that will do us. Uh, that will do it for us uh, this week on the Final Score Podcast. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I'm Greg Swatek, and uh, we will see everyone back here on the Final Score Podcast, hopefully talking about some state finals. Thanks for listening, everyone.